Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Courtney Robertson, and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. A lot has changed since then. I got married, and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling, and you have to figure out what to do after reality. Heidi ho welcome back to the show. Great episode for you today. Have you ever thought about writing a book? but you don't know where to start, what the process is like. We are going to cover all of that today. I am chatting with my incredible co-author of I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends, Confessions of a Reality Show Villain, Dibs Bear. And we talk about the whole process, the hurdles we had to jump through, the NDA and rejection, so, so much more. So I hope you enjoy also, we cover the fact that uh, he worked for In Touch magazine when they were reporting stories on me and other rag mags for about 10 years in New York, Celebrity Encounters, Sarah Palin, Mariah Carey, and we also discuss uh, what it was like growing up trans. So an action-packed episode for you. I hope you enjoy. But first, what a week. So much going on in the nation. I wanted to say congrats to Charity Lawson and Doughton. They just seem like a match made in heaven. I loved the finale. I really do think this is one of the best seasons they've had in a long time. And also, Joey Grazia Day. I love his name. It just rolls off the tongue. Congrats on becoming the next Bachelor. I sent him a message on Instagram congratulating him, and he was nice. He wrote back, and he said, thank you, and you know, it still doesn't feel real. I actually have had a couple girls reach out to me and friends of friends that want to sign up for the show. I'm sure cast is getting or casting is getting flooded with applications for Joey. So I can't wait to watch. He's going to crush it. And you know what? It's going to feel real, real quick because the claws are going to come out soon. So can't wait for that. Also, they announced the Bachelor in Paradise cast. They showed a teaser, watched it a couple times. I always love to do that, trying to crack the case. You know, how did that glitter get on Brayden? But Rachel Recchia showed up. She had glitter on. Jess, the originator of glitter, body glitter, is there as well. So 
just gonna have to stay tuned. It's premiering now Thursday, September 28th. And it's gonna be in a little bit of an adjustment, by the way, after The Golden Bachelor. So kind of a lot of content for one night for this old gal. I might have to watch it the next day on Hulu. But uh, hey, did you see the promos they released as well? The pictures of the cast? If you swipe to the right, there was a video of each person saying, guess who's going to the beach? It's me. Ugh, it was a little cheesy, a little cringe, but you know what? They're the experts. So anyway, if you haven't seen it, go give it a look. And also huge shout out to Hannah Brown. Congrats on your engagement, girl. Uh, I, she wrote a, a caption that said, I love our steady love with an engagement photo. Steady love. Yes, that is where it's at, girl. So can't wait to see her. She's going to be a beautiful bride in her gown. Ah, she deserves it after everything she's been through. Anyway, what else do we got here? Oh, Bob Barker, RIP, sad news. He was 99 years old, so he lived a full life. But I grew up watching The Price is Right. Every summer, it was a summer staple. My sister and I would watch every morning. We knew how to play all the games. And it just, he was a fixture in my household. So anyway, life well lived. But I have a funny Price is Right story for you. If you listen to last season, I had my one of my best friends on, Casey Steamer. She was on my season of The Bachelor, and she went on The Price is Right, and boy, is this an epic story. So her brother was coming to visit her and wanted to go to a taping of The Price is Right, and she was getting ready to leave LA, I think move back to Chicago, and so she basically Googled how to get on The Price is Right, and she did everything they suggested, like acting like an insane person who was obsessed with the show. She wore bright colors. And guess what? Leave it to Casey. She gets on the show, makes it to the showcase showdown, and wins it. Yes, that a girl. She won a Fiat. She won some patio furniture, uh, a shuffleboard game that she gave to her brother. But you know, she was getting ready to move, so what is she gonna do with a Fiat? She had to pay like 50% of the winnings of the value in taxes. She sold the Fiat to a, a Fiat dealership who bought it at a discounted value. But leave it to her, only person I know to go to the Price is Right taping and then win the freaking show. Oh, that's a good one. Anyway, uh, let's get to our guest. Like I said, my incredible co-author, Dibs Bear. Welcome back to After Reality. Today's guest is one of my favorite humans. He is a talented writer who's had an outstanding career, a hot dog lover, a massive White Sox fan, and my incredible co-author of I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends. It's my friend, the hilarious Dibs Bear. Hi. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing great. I got to start out by... Uh, saying that Umberto wanted me to say thanks for uh, Lance Lynn. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I I'm... lost your gain. Yeah. He's like, oh, I bet, you know, it's been in the works for a while, but sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Got traded to the Dodgers. Yeah. Our, our team is, the White Sox have been doing horrifically this year. So they started selling everybody off. You guys got Lance Lynn, who was fantastic. <laughs> My husband's a massive Dodgers fan. So, um, awesome. well, I'm so glad to have you here today. Like I mentioned in the intro, uh, Dibs helped me write. Uh, I didn't come here to make friends, which we were so excited that it hit the New York Times bestseller list. And yeah, 
you know, you have written a ton of other books. Wifey 101 with Jamie Otis. Um, uh, let's see, Carrie Keegan, Rita, Rita Parks, Lady Tigers. Um, and he also have a new book coming out with, uh, you helped Keenan Thompson, right? Um, and the calm sleep stories, which are incredible. You're currently in Montana, right? I am for the summer. Yes. Wow. I can't wait to hear your sleep, uh, the sleep stories on calm, which is for, you know, just for people who are a little anxious, um, Dibs yeah. has been working on that for a while. What's that been like? That was cool. I did a, a calm sleep story about a ranch that I've been to here called the ranch at rock Creek. And it's just the most heavenly place on earth. And yeah, I got to sort of make up this character who's on the ranch, like riding around on their horse, a, a woman, and and just describe like the ranch. And I guess like the, you know, it's fun to do, but like the point of the writing is to put people to sleep. So you can't be like that exciting about it. Mm-hmm. It's so it's pretty funny. That is yeah. so cool. And you're so funny. I can't wait to listen to that. Is that out now on the call map? It is. My gosh, what a dream job. It's pretty fun. It's just funny though, because like the editors are literally like, this word is too exciting. Like find a, a word that's a little sleepier. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't want people to actually like pay attention to this to the calm story. You want them to just like, it has to be like so peaceful that it puts them to sleep. That is so interesting. I wouldn't yeah. even like the intricacies that go behind it. Wow. Well, yeah. um, how did you, let's flash back before we got to, to meet. Um, how did you, oh, and I did want to touch on the fact that Dibs is trans. And uh, when we first started working together, I was like, well, should I call you she or he? And I would love your uh, input on that because do you care? Yeah, I actually don't care. Some people do, and that's great. I Whatever anybody calls me is totally fine with me. Um, I have a line that I always say, which is kind of cheesy, but just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> oh, you would not be late for dinner, especially a lobster dinner. <laughs> That's right. That's how we celebrate all of our uh, sales, right? Our, lobster our dinner. victories. And we get, you know, we get residuals about twice a year, which they've dwindled. Obviously, the book's been out for a long time, but we'll tell they're about each other. 40 cents. Yeah, exactly. Which I have to tell you later, I did reach out to Kristen recently. I've been, you know, doing the podcast. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. We kind of had a little falling out for a while after we shopped another book without her. <laughs> right. So I apologized and she appreciated that. But I have a lot of people wanting to write books that are coming on the podcast. So yeah. And like I said, you know, we get asked, how do you go about writing a book all the time? I'm sure you get it constantly. Yeah, definitely. So maybe we'll touch on that later for anyone out there listening who wants to start a book or writing a book, but they don't know where to start. Um, but how did you get, you grew up in Chicago mm-hmm. and when did you move to New York and how did you get into writing? Because you were um, the executive editor for In Touch when actually funny enough, when they were writing stories on me during my season. Yes, that's true. Um, so basically I went to grad school at Northwestern for journalism and then I moved to New York and I was there for about 15 years working in women's magazines. And I worked at Cosmo Girl. I worked at Ladies Home Journal. I worked at Parents. And then I ended up in the celebrity tabloid thing when it was really booming back in the, I guess, in like the 2000s, early 2000s, when that whole thing exploded. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was at In Touch and the 
the funny thing that we always talk about, which I ended up apologizing to you about, was that while I was at In Touch was during your season. And we were putting really hard for stories about you on the cover. I think one of them was you like naked in the bathtub. Do you remember yeah, that? Was that, was that on the cover? Yes, it was on the cover. It was a sidebar. And thanks to my ex, who I think he made like something like odd, like $20,000 for selling it, which adding insult oh to injury, I was sick and we lived together at the time and I was taking a hot bath. And I remember he came in and like just took a picture of me. And like, luckily there, I put some bubbles in there because you couldn't see everything. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, that was a big story. I got I reamed him out pretty good for that one. Um, yeah, you were there for that. The I was there for that. And I was definitely involved in the, uh, I remember like having cover meetings about like the headline. I don't remember. Do you remember off the top of your head what the headline was? Gosh. Oh, we should find that. Cause it's, oh, I remember me, it. I think we can laugh about it now, but at the time. Absolutely. I remember you were nervous when we met because, <laughs> you know, we got connected. So I reached out to my contact at us weekly. I think it was at the time, which yes. was Marissa. Marissa, Right. And uh, I was actually looking for Brandy Glanville who helped write her book because I had read Drinking and Tweeting and I loved the tone of it. It was really funny. I knew I had a story to tell, but I am not a, an amazing writer. I, I was like, I, I'm a big fan of like, do it, delegate it or delete it. And I, I think I work <laughs> better when I collaborate with people. Like you're an yeah. expert writer. So I didn't know where to start. So that's what I did to start. I reached out to Marissa. I said, hey, can you find... Um, you know, she was a, a writer at Us Weekly or something. And she said, you know what? You don't, here's my friend Dibs. Why don't you guys connect? I think this is the perfect person. So we met so and crazy. we hit it off right away. And, but I remember you being very apologetic and like, I just have to come clean. Like I, yeah, you know, I was working for the rag mags and I, that's right. I didn't care. I was like, whatever. Like, yeah. I remember that was like, I think it was like one of the first things I said to you, I was like, full disclosure, like I was kind of responsible for like a really hard time in your life when like paparazzi were chasing you around. And I mean, I wasn't directly responsible, but I was part of the team that, you know, was doing all these stories on you and like trying to dig up stuff on you. And obviously now I feel, I, I mean, I feel bad about it, but um, you were oh. so gracious about it. Oh, please don't feel bad. about. I, even then, I, I mean, I had, I've been called every name. Oh, it was like Courtney's dirty secrets or something like that. I, I just Googled it. Uh, nice. Did you, did you feel bad about it at the time or did you feel icky? Cause I know you got out of the celebrity writing, but you have done mm -hmm. count, countless of celebrity interviews and stuff like that. So yeah. Did you, did you how did you feel working, working there? You know, when you're in it, you don't feel bad. And that's kind of gross to say, but that's the truth. Like you're, it's your job. And um, I mean, I must've written literally, I'm not even exaggerating, 500 stories on Brad and Angelina because I was there for like eight years. So if you think about once a week, at least for eight years. Wow. Um, and you just kind of get numb to that. And I think once I got out of it, like, I don't even look at those magazines when I go to the grocery store anymore. Like, I don't even look at the covers. Like there's, even if they're right in front of me, um, it, it, you definitely, it's like, not like a cult, but you, you get into this mindset where you don't think of people as human beings in a way. And I think that it's just like a story and characters. Mm -hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, like, like I meet you and it's like, and then I found out like the backstory of like what you were actually going through when all that was going on. And 
Oh, you found out. I gave you my oh, phone. Yeah. I, you went through, I, I get, I just put all my trust in you. I, yeah. you know, I, I think I'm a pretty good judge of character and we, we met for coffee. I, right. I had written a draft of a chapter, which was the opening of our book, which was the proposal in Switzerland. And I said, here, I have this, let's see what you can do with it and send it back to me. And it was incredible. But I, I I was like, yeah, like, and you added in like some humor. And I think that the age difference between us also helped as well, because we do have similar sense of humor, but, and also you were a fan of the show. You, you huge fan. Yeah. Yes. And so that helped out a lot too, because you remembered things that I didn't remember. Um, and yeah. you know, but yeah, so I just gave all my trust to you. I said, here's my cell phones. I let you read through all the text messages of, that I had shared with my bachelor. I gave you my journal and you yeah. reminded me of things that I had probably selected memory, just forgot or blocked out. <laughs> well, also because like, again, it was my job to watch the show and know what was going on too. So that's why I had that sort of like Rolodex of information uh, about the show because I it was kind of my job to like know what was going on in pop culture and that kind of thing. But you were you were definitely an open book. Like you you poured your soul and your heart into that. And I knew I could tell after talking to you at that first meeting that you had an amazing story to tell that no one had done before and that needed to be told. Like I don't think people realize like now these books are like a dime a dozen. But when you first did your book, nobody like challenged the NDA and like went behind the scenes uh, of it. I mean, there were a couple, how many, like Trista maybe had a book, but it was like very like tame. Yeah. And then like, like, yeah, G below G. And then like, you know, a lot of stuff on spirituality and because they, they, you do, you sign your life away. You basically sign a contract that says you cannot talk about the show anywhere in this galaxy, like not even to people. Like for the Um, rest of your life. And it's your story. Like it's your life story. And the narrative yeah. of my story was so different from what I was experiencing. So, I, I mean, to me, I'm forever grateful for your help because without you, uh, we were a dream team. I, and we always would say, you got this. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so you were, you send me the the draft back and I'm like, okay, but then where do you go from there, right? So we yeah. somehow you had, you know, and that was also the beauty of it. You had all these media connections in New York. We, I love that trip. We took to New York and we did the circuit. <laughs> <was> and, so <laughs> fun. Remember that? I, I took you around like a show pony to all the different magazine people. <laughs> you guys, it was so cool. We were like walking in the magazine and or like, I think it was Cosmo or one of the lobbies and my, one of the big ones. And everyone's like, you were like a celebrity. Like everybody in New York knew who you were like at every publication. <laughs> Well, yeah, I knew a lot of women in the the women's magazines. So I would walk into these, <laughs> these, I think it was like glam, was it glamour? I can't remember. You know what? I think it them, was but, glamour. And like, then you were swarmed by all, like all of the girls there were so excited to see you and meet you. And that was the other thing that you just mentioned that I think is a big point is that you had this narrative about you. Like people didn't know the real you because of the show. Um, I mean, you definitely said what you said on the show and you were like hilarious, but (laughs) like the real you is like, so like warm and fun. And I was excited to have people see that side of you. Oh, me too, Dibs. You know, and I hate to say it like I, you know, I can turn it on when I meet people, but after my season, I really, I I think I probably turned it up a little louder just because I was so eager for people to like 
you know, you have this idea of me and then you meet me. And I think, you know, not that I wasn't not myself, but I was so excited to show people like, this is really who I am. Yeah. And then, yeah, that trip was great. And oh. we would just go, we would just go from magazine to magazine and everywhere we went, you were like surrounded by people like bombarding you with questions. It was, it was cool. And you had a fitness con- a contact and I had done the fitness cover oh, yeah. this, the year before I went on the show. It was like a big deal for me. It was like my first U.S. cover. And so you had contacts there and we went there and that was kind of cool. They had the cover and I did a little interview for them. But that was a huge part of, I think, why the book was so successful um, mm-hmm. is because you had all these great contacts. And I mean, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know my ass from my elbow. And the first agent we sent the proposal to, I would start by mm. saying that, like, if you want to write a book, like I didn't, you don't have to write the whole book. You know, we had a chapter <laughs> outline. We had one yep. chapter, like a test chapter, and then like the media plan on like how we're going to sell it essentially. And yeah. I'm like, am I missing anything? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. I mean, if you're going to do a proposal for nonfiction, you have to write the whole book. Nonfiction, you do what's called a proposal. And usually it's like an intro, a bio, uh, a few business things like your, like your audience, uh, comp books, um, a marketing section, and then you do a very in-depth chapter outline. You do one sample chapter and then you include some uh, like media that you've done. If you have like clips and things like that, like articles written about you. And that's kind of like the very basic, like you could do a lot of different proposals, a lot of different ways, but that's like kind of the standard basic layout for that. And you helped me whip up an incredible, what I thought was an irresistible outline. And we send it (laughs) to this, your contact or whatnot. I can't remember exactly what the notes were back, but it basically was like the short of it was like, this is not going to see the light of the day. Like this is trash. Like remember that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah I think it was uh what did it say E-K. what was the what was the verbiage yeah. it was harsh it was it was really harsh it was like did she say it was trash it was something it was basically like this is tasteless like it was something, oh, yeah, tasteless. <laughs> it was something like that like in that realm of verbiage and you and, and I went and guess to- what it was <laughs> <laughs> it was juicy. I always, I always joke. I tell people, okay, if you want to read it, make sure you take your blood pressure medicine. Um, and then I was like crying. I like, I was depressed. I was like laying on the couch and you texted me and I said, I, I couldn't get out of bed for two days. Same. And I go, I, we had spent so much time working on it. And I was like, I'm a failure. And I knew I was going to get a call from Warner brothers. Like nobody had done it. Like I already had anxiety about like getting sued. Um, I, I didn't even yeah. know if I could do it. So you, I was about two days later, you're like, let's go have a beer. And I think I had told you, like, I don't think I can move forward with this. So we went down to like the library ale house on in Santa Monica. We had a That's couple right. of beers and you, you picked me up. You lifted my spirits. You're like, let me try one more. I found a contact. Yeah. And then we sent it over. I actually flew to New York to meet her. And that was our book agent. And she shopped it to about the five top publishers and we got slowly no's started coming back. No, no, no. There was one left, which was Harper Collins. And they said, we'd like to do, we'd like to meet you. Can you come out? And I was like, at that point, I was like, this isn't going to happen. Like kind of maybe being a little superstitious. I was like, if I fly out there and do all that, I'm going to just be let down. I said, how about we just do a call? We do the call. And I remember I calling that. I remember calling you right after. I mean, they told me on the call, like, yes, we want this. We want to do it. And they didn't know that everybody else said no. Um, And I I called you right after. And it was just like, I could cry. I was like, oh, we got a book deal. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing in this and and pretty much in life. It takes one. Yes. That's it. Yep. One. And I remember we were so depressed after that first agent said it was, you know, said our, it was horrible. And then I remember just having that light bulb moment and going, wait a minute, who says that she gets to decide? She's one person. And that's exactly what you told me. Like I was depressed. I was anxious. Yeah. And then moving forward. So then we start going and I, they gave us a crazy timeline. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, I, you, it was like that. three months. Yeah. They're like, can you write a book in three months? And I, you and I kind of like, we're like, can we like, <laughs> uh, and we were together pretty much every day and that either yeah. coffee shop or your place. Mm-hmm. And there were days cause I was like reliving stuff and you were reminding me of stuff. There were days like I started feeling very anxious and I'd be like, Did yeah. I got to go home. I got to, I got to take a nap. Like I'm just, it was yeah. very, when I say cathartic, it was also very depressing at times. <laughs> yeah, because you were just being completely honest and vulnerable. I mean, that, and that's what makes a good book. You know, I, like I wanted you, to. And you, you pushed went me. there. You, you pushed me. There. I'd be like, can we please not <laughs> use the word dick or whatever? Like, <laughs> and you'd be like, come on, it's better. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, um, so yeah, that was kind of how I didn't come here to make friends came to be. But and then yeah. of course I did get the call from Warner Brothers. Um this is news to everybody, but that was basically like, we hear that you're writing a tell all and we're getting ready to send you a cease and desist letter. And I called you of course, immediately and shitting my pants. And (laughs) I talked to you. I talked to my sister, who's an attorney who read the contract front and back and basically said, this contract takes away all of your human rights. And you know, we do live in a place where there's free speech. And I just said, Hey, there's a lot more to my story than just the bachelor, which there was, I talked about modeling and Hollywood and dating celebrities. And, um, and I just said, send the cease and desist letter to Harper Collins. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall, whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern. That's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com <laughs> and the yeah, attorney, right. and the her, attorneys hashed it out. Um, 
so I'm so glad that my dream came true. And I, I just, I'm like I said, forever thankful to you, but let's get back to you. And let's go back. I can't believe, by the way, you know, I'm, a well, baby. let me just say too, that that book launched my book career because I was coming out of magazines and I just moved to California and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And that actually started my book career. And oh. it, I mean, it's very unusual, like to have a, a New York times bestseller as your like your first book, like there's only one way to go from there, which is down. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I am on now my 10th book. <gasps> Dibs. Oh, Isn't that my, cool? I'm not All because surprised. Of you. All because no. of you. No, seriously. It's your talent, man. Well, I mean, it was just like kind of life-changing for both of us. I think that book in a lot of ways. Oh my gosh. And we, we formed a pretty incredible bond and that, yeah. you know, cause having going through this roller coaster of emotions and working at this thing and I couldn't have done it without you. And I don't think I could have done it as well with anybody else. And that's why I always tell people, I always, I just have had a couple of people I've connected you with that want to write books, but you're just so busy right now that, you know, yeah. and so anybody listening though, if you can get help from her, um, you know, I know you helped Jamie Otis but she oh, yeah. didn't have a book deal and she self-published, which is a story for a whole nother day. But, um, you know, and Good. I know people love to hear about the money side of things. And uh, I think our book deal was like 50,000. And Oh, no, it was less than that. I thought it was 50. No, we got a terrible advance. And well, I remember half up front and then half at the end. No, no, you're you're forgetting. It was I only you're, it was only 25,000 total for <gasps> both of us. That's, that's why. And, and like, I remember there was a discussion, like, should we even bother with this? Right. But Cause I was I like, think, I'm going to pour my heart out, my pain, your pleasure. Right. Right. And, um, I remember like we got almost nothing up front, but it paid off and I knew it. I knew that you, this story was, if it was done right, it would connect with people and not like, cause the, the bachelor world was like, you know, it had 8 million viewers so oh, and that was part got, of our like, media proposal too. Yeah. Like if you only got like a percentage of that and like, I just knew after like meeting you and the tone of what we were doing, that people were going to eat it up and they did. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we ended up making a decent amount of money uh, like later. From residuals. Uh, yeah. From it's residuals the sort of and thing, stuff. Once you sell $25,000 worth of books, that's when you start making money. But we hit that within like the first week because of the pre-orders. Yeah. It was like, it sold like crazy. Oh, like hotcakes. I think it sold a hundred thousand copies. Oh yeah. We're over that. They, when they send the little residuals, it shows you on there on the breakdown. I don't know if you get that, how many we've sold. It's definitely over a hundred thousand copies. I, which is like really astounding when you think about it. That's oh, pretty and amazing. And then like, then hitting the New York Times bestseller list, which it was like, I think it was like for like five weeks in a row. And I have screen grabs of that. Like I, I can't. I mean, one of my proudest cool. moments in life was calling my dad and saying, dad, guess what? I hit the New York times bestseller <laughs> list. We, we, you know, um, that's so funny. That's awesome. My dad was excited too. And then he, the next thing he said was, let's see if it's there next week. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something my mom would say. You could be like, yeah. oh, it's always like the one thing. Yeah. That's hilarious. No, I'm oh. just kidding. He was proud though. It, it, it was a cool thing. It was such a good experience. We did have it. <laughs> we did. We did. We got this. So maybe someday we'll write another book, but I'm married now. So it's hard. You know, I just I take you have kids. You have a family. Yeah. And I remember when I met Umberto for everybody listening, 
you know, he didn't really know a ton about me. And then like, I think he must've Googled me and he's like, what if we have kids someday? Like, what are we going to tell them? Like, you know, you talk about sex in your book and I'm like, we're going to tell them that their mom is a New York times bestseller. And, um, that, and not yeah. mention the reverse cowgirl that we exactly we don't need to talk about that. I mean, I'll we'll just say exactly <laughs> that was that was so funny. <laughs> oh, and then we got to talk about the email I got from Ben. I wish I had it in front of me. Oh God, um, it was like. By the way, the galleys were out, which means the book was pretty much ready to go to print. So the galleys they send to the media so they can read them ahead of time. And I get this email out of the blue from him. Like, I hear you're writing a book, like basically saying, like, I'm thinking about lawyering up, which I'm like, okay, here we go again. Like been through this and I know I'm within my rights. And, you know, we legally vetted the book, by the way, like I had to read it five times and go through with the attorney. Mm -hmm. Like five times. That's a process that most people don't realize happened. And yeah. I was so offended when it was announced and people were like, she's a liar and she's just going to lie the whole thing. I'm like, legally, you you just, you can't. You like, can't, right. We, we took some stuff out that like names and if you're not a public figure, you know, you have to do that kind of thing. But anyway, I got this email from him that was very harsh and I sent it to you and it was just like, I, yeah. I can't, it's something like toodaloo. It was funny. But anyway, <laughs> um. So I love Angelina Jolie. Going back to your tabloid days, do you have any, I know you were, you hung out with Sarah Palin. I mean, you've just had this like outstanding, incredible life and story. Uh, so do you have any, what was your best uh, favorite interview you did with a celebrity that if you oh, could think of one? My favorite. Well, I would say uh, I, when I worked at Cosmo Girl, I got to hang out with Mariah Carey at her no. house in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, that was amazing. What? Oh yeah, that was incredible. How was she? Was she nice? She is so nice. So nice. But I got to tell you, she was like four hours late. Stop it. Yes, it was hysterical. And she had to, uh, I had to wait at like a hotel, like down in like Beverly Hills and then kind of be summoned up there when she was ready. So I was literally in this hotel bar for like four hours and then, uh, yeah, waiting. And then, and then I went up there and she could not have been nicer. Like I was so blown away by her. She was so professional and so nice. And we sat in like these giant massage chairs with like this, <laughs> yeah, that were like on the whole time. It was, it was cool. I so love that was that. fun. The celebrity yeah. of it all. Oh, that, I mean, yeah. You're like, can I stay here all day? <gasps> yeah, that's, that's one that I, uh, that I like to tell. And then, you know, the Sarah Palin thing was, you know, <laughs> uh, depending on your politics, <laughs> it is, I, it was pretty funny. The whole thing. But I've been to Alaska twice to her house two times. So that was interesting. Was there any sparks? Did she flirt with you at all? <laughs> uh, well, I, do we have lawyers on, on the ready? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, you know what? I, I would say this. We would email each other a little bit afterwards. And it was pretty cool. And um, she would send me like pictures of her like jogging through like a cornfield. Mm. So that was interesting. <laughs> I think that's interesting. What were you doing there? Were you covering a story? The first time I wrote, uh, I interviewed her for the cover of In Touch. And then the next time Bristol was on like Dancing with the Stars. Oh, she was. That's right. Yeah. So I went up there again for that. And then once she, they, when they were in LA, I took them to Pink's hot dog stand. Oh, Pink's. Oh, you're, yeah. a, you're a hot dog lover. You wrote a book. I am. You, you mentioned that in the intro. <laughs> yeah. Hot dog love. It's, anyway, yeah. So that was interesting. Sarah Palin. Yeah. What was her hair like in real life? Nice. 
I mean, she's an attractive young lady. Yeah. I met Todd. I met the whole family. That's pretty cool, Dibs. They were actually pretty nice to me. Really? Yeah. As they should be. I mean, if you can't be nice to Dibs, then that's a you problem. I'm sorry. It it was funny, though, because the minute I walked in, she made some crack like she had made. You know, she's famous for like her reindeer hot dogs or whatever. She's like, you're not like a vegetarian, are you? Because like I was from New York. I was, like, no, no. <laughs> I was like, nope, I love hot dogs. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, go to Dibs's page on Instagram. It's a, what is it? Dibstick. And yes. uh, you can see some incredible mouthwatering hot dogs. <laughs> That's right. And a lot um, of fun. You're freaking hilarious. We always had a good time. Remember when we went to we that? cross country we always would like eat we we have a sh- the shared love for lobster and and good food and um we were where did we go together we went to cross uh, not cross creek we were up in the a malibu country mart and i will oh, yeah. never forget i think the news broke about the book and the paparazzi was still kind of following me around there's oh, a picture that lives on in the internet it's you and i leaving and you you were taking your, I think it was a, was it a salami sandwich. It's a like a giant like roast beef sandwich. That's my paparazzi <laughs> picture is me walking down the street with a giant sandwich next with to me. like the most gorgeous person on the planet, you, and then me, <laughs> me all dumpy with my. It was like in like a clear like you know like plastic like to go thing. Yeah, so it's like me and my sandwich and you. And I remember you saying, I wish I would have got a doggy bag, like a to-go bag. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. We used to have our lobster dinners at the Real Inn in Malibu. I love that place. It's like lobsters on paper plates. Like just if you're ever in uh, Malibu, which I miss, I miss living in LA because we don't get a lot of good lobster here in Phoenix. It's like red lobster, seriously. But, um, (laughs) but yeah, those were the days. Didn't we also, so when we were writing the book, I stayed at Hotel Valley Ho. I remember we you met my family. There. You came to meet yeah. my family. And I think that was super helpful. I'm you got, I'm glad you got to meet my mom before she passed away. And you met my dad. Yeah, you definitely. saw where I grew up. And we, yeah. Love your got, dad. Oh, he, he wanted me to tell you hi, by the way. I told him I was talking with you and he's a massive He's a fan. great guy. You guys have gone to like some, by the way, it's so fun to go to spring training games with you. She's like hackling the, remember we went to that one and that player, you're like, oh, he's eyeballing you. you oh yeah. Oh, this was the thing. So I've been to about 8,000 White Sox games in my life and the players never throw me a ball because I just, I'm not like a hot girl. And I go with Courtney one time and my favorite player turns around and throws you a ball. Wasn't that you? Or no, he was staring at you the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I forget his name. But... Oh, it's Paul Canerco. Oh. He still lives in, he lives in Phoenix. Oh, shit. But he's married. He's oh. married. We should probably cut that out. Oh, it's okay. That's whatever. He, he won't hear this. That is, <laughs> right, oh right. my God. That is but he so totally funny. was eyeballing you the whole time. And uh, I remember, and I just love going to games with you, but she's gone to games with my dad. See, I said she, I'm sorry. He gone to him. No, always, it doesn't matter. All of them are fine. I always catch myself. Um, and maybe that's helpful for people uh, listening. And I did want to ask you what that was like growing up. I mean, that's a big question. I don't know if you want to go there or not. But like, you know, I know we talked about there. first met, but how did that feel growing up feeling like, okay, I, I'm in a female body, but I identify as male. When did you realize? Yeah. I mean, I guess like as time has gone on and there's been like more ways to describe it, I guess I probably go more by Mm non-binary now but yeah I mean you know it's just like a lifetime of like feeling like I was born in the wrong body pretty much um I can't imagine what like like how you can describe that like what that would feel like you know 
yeah, I, it's like, I think, I don't know, like you probably have looked in the mirror your entire life and it's like, oh, there's a girl staring back at me. And like, I honestly couldn't even look in the mirror for a really, really long time. Cause it, it didn't make sense to me. Wow. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, I went through it for sure, but now I'm doing really good. I, you know, I had top surgery. So I saw, I loved your post with the booby cake and it was like <laughs> that's 10, right. 10 years ago, but it must've been longer than that. No, it was about, it was in 2012. So I had a ta-ta to my ta-tas party at Hooters. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was life-changing. Honestly, anything, any angst I had about it all before I, you know, since the surgery, like I'm just, I feel more comfortable with myself now <laughs> since I did that. So um, you know, I never chose to do like testosterone or anything like that. Uh, I know obviously people do. I'm just kind of happy. Just I'm a dibs. I don't really see myself as like one or the other. And Deborah, kinda... what's your born name? Did you change your name officially to dibs? No, not yet. I need to do that. You should, you know, I did. I can help I you know. with that. I, um, I did it when I got married. It's a nightmare. You have to everything. It is. I think that's why I haven't done it yet. It's just like and there's it's so much expensive. paperwork. It's expensive. It's expensive. I know. It wasn't yeah. cheap. I had to like, and it was during COVID. So I had to do like a peer in court over Zoom. And I was like listening to all yeah. these. It was kind of interesting, like hearing people change why the reasons why they were changing their names. And there was some people. That would be like, interesting. That like were like, you hear their stories. Like, they're like, okay, well, why are you changing your name? And um, there was some of that stuff. I mean, obviously a lot of it's divorce, but there's kids, people changing kids' names. But if, when you're ready to do that, I think you should. I, I mean, so Deborah, you know. It's on the list. Yeah, no, I don't even like talk about my name really anymore. Um, and I just, I'm dibs. I mean, almost everybody in my life calls me that now. So yeah. That's uh, all I know you as. And just- What is it, about 600 bucks? It's about three fifty. I think it's about three fifty. Oh, that's not yeah. bad. Yeah, when I did it, it was three hundred fifty dollars. But I mean, you know me. Sometimes I'm high. Sometimes I'm low. And I was like, Ugh, this is an expense. But <laughs> and then they send <laughs> yeah. you a new social security card. Um, it's pretty wow. cool. Yeah, I got to do my T. So I still have my old name license though. So like, I haven't changed my TSA. So when we book airfare, he books it under oh. Courtney Robertson, and then I just so I can still use it. But it's because I'm lazy and I just haven't gotten around to getting a new passport but, and that kind of thing. But everything else you own, like your credit cards and everything has your new last name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's a, it's feeling. a, it's a deal. Yeah. It's but a it's big worth it. Deal. It's a big, they, uh, they actually have an app that helps you. Um, I can get you, I'll text you the name of it that it's like steps, like step-by-step, step, like these are the things that you're going to need to change. Um, well, I, I, I appreciate you sharing your story with me and being so kind always with me. And, you know, I'm, I'm still learning as we go. And I, you know, it's to me, it's, I just can't imagine living like that and going through that and you're doing so well. And you had a girlfriend for a long time, but that ended. And are you dating now? Are you, at a place no, I'm single and mingling. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not really mingling. Mm. I, I'm not mingling at all, actually. I'm like in a cabin in Montana by myself, like the Unabomber right now, just kind of pulled up. Uh, but no, yeah, I'm single now and just, you know, enjoying life. Oh, that's great. And you've got your dog and I'm sorry, Scooter passed away. Did you really yes. get a tattoo? I did. It says yeah. Scooter on your arm. It looks good. That's that's a good yeah. look. Dibs. Thanks. Uh, my new dog is Soda Pop. Who oh. you might hear him barking in the background because he's kind of a naughty little boy. Mm, I like but that. adorable. I like he's naughty got... little boys. <laughs> no, I, I know you do. Boys. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got like bright blue eyes. He's mm. he's a, he's a little terror, but yeah, 
yeah, so things are good. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. And I, I wanted to, I always ask people, what are you watching? You know, I, I love TV and I wanted to tell you, I'm going to interview Xander from the Queer Ultimatum. Did you watch that season Oh, at all? cool. I love Xander. Yeah. I do too. And here's the thing. Like if I always tell people or my sister, like I'm attracted to like a Xander type. Um, I don't know what the best way to say that is, but like if I were, was going to be a lesbian, it would be <laughs> right. like, it would be like with like a Xander, like not. Um, okay. Like that's not, called, that's called a mask. M-A-S-C. Okay, so, so she's a M-A-S-C. Okay. C, mask. Okay. If you so, go on TikTok, there's a whole world that explains all the different kind of labels. I yeah. mean, actually Xander is a little softer. Well, I don't know. Be interesting to know if Xander goes by mask or not but yeah so i'd be a fan i'm single now i think i like yoli and uh mildred mildred just hook that up which one was mildred mildred was mildred was in like the really like um toxic thing with tiff oh tiff but i liked see i like tiff <laughs> you like you like the butchies. I do, I do, I do, I really do. That's, that's why we got along so well. I I know, right? Um, so, yeah. but her, his his girl or her girl seemed a little crazy. I mean, yeah, wasn't she the one that was I, I like, like? I like a little crazy. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. I am. You know that. <laughs> Didn't she like throw stuff at like at the the reunion? I loved the reunion. Well, supposedly she threw a dog gate at Tiff. That's so you want a dog. What about your little soda pop there? What if you got to, you got to protect soda pop. I just feel like there's, you know, there's many sides to a story. This is true. I, you know, I, I, you know, like, and you know, it going through your thing that what they put on that show, like Mm -hmm. that's not always everything. That's true. And Yoli, by the way, I did really like Yoli. She's pretty. I followed her on Instagram. I, yeah. She's very hot. She's from Chicago. Like, hi, Yoli, if you're listening, please. Yole, YOLO. Please. <laughs> YOLO, you only live once. Dibs right here. Go to Montana. There's that sounds like a cool cabin. You can read her sleepy time <laughs> stories without any exciting That's words. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's I think hot. I'm too old for everybody now. It's such a bummer. Although my no. last girlfriend was 23 years younger than me. So that's kind of gross. She was beautiful. Not gross, but it was like a little long distance. She was cute. Yeah, she's very pretty. You had a like a, a great person. Together. Yeah, we did. Great, yeah, mm-hmm. you had a great time. So, yeah. is there anything else that you're watching that you can tune tune me into? What are you? Let's into? see. What do I like? Uh, did you see the other two? No. Oh, that's like one of my new favorite shows. Okay, I'm uh, writing it so down. that's a. I forgot what it's on. Maybe Max, HBO Max, whatever I have the, that. Okay, so that's a show about a brother and a sister who are kind of in the shadow of like their Justin Bieber, like level fame sibling. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. The first couple of seasons are like the best, like one of the best things I've ever seen. It's oh, so funny. I love hearing couple seasons. That means I can binge away. Oh yeah. There's like three, I think. And then my other favorite show of the last couple, like recently is Hacks. Did you ever watch that? Oh, loved it. Oh, yeah. If you like Hacks, you'll love the other two loved hacks oh my gosh that was like yeah. I'm like I want to be her when I'm older but obviously yeah. not doing stand-up but <laughs> what else I just yeah I like um I mean I like big brother I don't know I'm not watching a lot of tv right are now. you watching the bachelorette are you I haven't <gasps> I haven't watched it recently um but like I, I said you, I haven't been watching a lot of tv I think you thought my my girl that I didn't like on my season was hot Emily which one Emily oh yeah did I think oh. she was hot you thought who did you think was hot? There was somebody. Oh no, like, no, no. What was the one that was uh 
You were oh, always asking me about her blonde. I think she was blonde. Oh. It, will, it will come to us about midnight tonight. Yeah, one of your blonde friends. Oh, yeah. One of my blonde friends. <laughs> well, the one that lives in Chicago. Oh, Casey. Yes. Oh, I love her. You know, she's married with three kids now, and they they have a yeah. house, like a ranch up in um near Aspen. It's like she's oh, living. That's nice. She was with the lawn for a while. Um, so that oh, is wow. my and then you said you had some projects coming out in fall before we wrap up and tell people yes. where they can find you. Um, Keenan Thompson, what was that like working with him? Yes, uh, he's amazing. Uh, his book comes out, I believe, December 5th. It's like a really great Christmas book. Um, oh. And so Keenan Thompson from Saturday Night Live. When I was Live, your age. Yes, when I was your age. he uh, He's the longest running cast member on Saturday Night Live, 20 years. I think he's, he's almost on 21 years. I bet he has yeah, he's stories got stories. To tell. <laughs> he does, but he also is like, uh, you know, the father of two little girls. So there's some parenting stuff in there. Uh, he's got some stuff about like growing up. He's it's very funny and very sweet. It's just like a really, really lovely memoir. So that one is coming out. And then I have another one coming out, uh, I think right around Thanksgiving for with the old gaze of TikTok. Do you know them? No. Uh-uh. Oh, you never heard of the old gays? I don't do ticky talky. I oh, oh no. Do they have Insta, Graham? They do. They have Insta. They have it all. But they're okay. they got big on on TikTok. They have like eight, maybe ten million followers at this point. Oh and my it's gosh. just these four like seventy and eighty year old gay men who do like the funniest dances and skits on TikTok, and they're just the sweetest, most lovely human beings ever. Um, that, but they have that, stories to tell. Like they, they literally have lived the gay experience in America. Like, I mean, these are guys that grew up during like the sexual revolution. Mm -hmm. And then they were the ones that lost all their friends in the AIDS crisis. Uh, they're the reason why any gay people have rights today is because of these guys. Like they were the pioneers and their story, they're hilarious. They're dirty. It's a very, very risque book, but it's a very like beautiful book too. So if you're into that kind of thing, check them out on TikTok, The Old Gays. And then their book is called uh, The Old Gays Guide to the Good Life. Oh, and I'm, really I'm going to cool. get it right now. I'm going to pre-order it. I, it nice. sounds like I'm going to have a really good um, Christmas and fall. <laughs> That's right. Reading all of my books. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a massive fan, obviously. And I, I'm so thankful to have you on. Thank you for your time. Thanks for and having me on. It was fun. No, it was really fun. I felt like we got to catch up too. So yeah, I know. What, what's your Instagram handle so people can follow you along? It's sort of immature. I did it when it first started. <laughs> it's di <laughs> it's dipstick. So D I B S S T I C K, like, like dipstick. I, I don't, I haven't changed it. I should. It's not very professional. Um, let's see. On TikTok, my handle is queer in a Bronco. Mm, I like mm -hmm. that. Okay. I'm going to mm -hmm. follow you on TikTok. I have like 15 followers. So <laughs> you got to get more into that. It's, it's so fun. Uh, aren't see, they that's why I don't ban it why from I, America. They, like they, they banned it in Montana actually. Um, but here's the thing. Like, this is why I don't watch television that much anymore because I can sit in my bed every night and watch TikToks and laugh for like three hours straight. It's so creative and amazing. Oh, I do love, like, I love making reels. Like I love the transformation Me too. and that kind of yeah. thing yeah. and like recipes and I, when it came out and that's definitely the way of the world for sure. And I can doom scroll though. Like sometimes on Instagram, like I'm like, okay, like I need to put the phone down. Like 
you know, Instagram I, is, I, I mean, I love Instagram because I, I like to post reels too, but it's so boring compared to TikTok. TikTok is like, it's just like the, like the way entertainment should be. It's so entertaining. That's and okay. then like, like within 10 minutes, it figures out the algorithm. It's scary, but it figures out immediately like who you are and like what you'd like. That's and then you scary. just get fed that all day long Ugh. and it is addicting for sure. But yeah, I'm, they a big, say, I'm a big TikTok fan. Okay, I'm going to follow you on TikTok. Send me some funny ones. Um, okay. I'm Courtney Preciado on there. Although so. if I send you stuff, like my friend who's straight, Ashley, mm-hmm. just told me the other day that now they think she's a lesbian. So she gets like oh. all lesbian content. And because <laughs> <laughs> hey, I said her- that's all right. You like your masks. Just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, you know, I really appreciate a good mask. I can't wait for your Xander interview. That's going to be a really good one. I know. I'm excited too. I, you know, this Hawaii thing happened, which is so sad. And I think oh. uh, scheduling, we're, we're going to schedule for sure. But yeah, maybe you could help me with some. Is Xander in Hawaii? Yeah. Yeah. In oh, Hawaii. No. Oh, I, I didn't know. know that. But like, it's like, if you, ha- you know, maybe not as super relatable, if you haven't watched the, the show, Queer Ultimatum. So you know what, give people will listen to this and maybe you can go binge watch it. it to me, I yes. loved it. I watched it in like a day. Oh, me too. It's, it's so good. Oh, it's and so like, good. It just hasn't been anything like that. Like a dating show for like queer people. That's like, you know, I mean, it's got a weird like concept. That is yeah. not like, like the ultimatum not, is like one wants to get married. Like I I'm already working on my questions, but like, how do I explain this to people? And, and, but also right. the reality TV part of it. Like she's done an interview where she's like, I was like holed up in a room by myself. And like, I had to like slide a note under the door asking for water. Like, oh I my think, God. Oh yeah, no. like, like I, I think people will find that interesting to like, okay, how is the sausage made? Like what, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like her girl, Vanessa was like kind of the villain. I mean, she was pretty oh, yeah. awful and and Xander is just yeah. like she's just so lovely. Like you, you could just you just want to give her a hug. Xander is probably getting women out the yin yang. Oh, Xander is like good looking, more ass and, than a toilet and seat. sweet. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Oh, can we say that on your podcast? <laughs> we can say whatever we want. This is our oh, space. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sandra can get it for sure. Anyway, anyway. Well, go give Dibs a follow, guys. Thank you so much. We'll have you back again sometime. Sounds good to me. And that's all she wrote. Thanks for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Dibs Bear. Maybe you took away some golden nuggets if you're thinking about writing a book. Highly recommend it. I think everybody has a story to tell. And you just got to start somewhere. You know, pick a time of the day where you're feeling fresh. Maybe it's in the morning with your coffee and, and just have at it. All right, thank you so much, Dibs. Until next time, I'm your host, Courtney, and this has been After Reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.